Everybody hates Mondays. But by the sound of my voice, I've made Mondays more interesting. My name is Denzel Gaga and I am the host of the Make Mondays Interesting podcast. And this is a God-given talent production brought to you by Pamelia Accountants, financial solutions for your family. On today's episode, I am joined with high school friend of mine, Jackson Free. So enough of me speaking. Enjoy today's episode. Jackson, for those who don't know you and you and you meet someone for the first time, how are you introducing yourself? What is there to know about you? Uh, usually, usually they ask me, do I play basketball? Uh, so if anyone knows, I am six foot eight. And, you know, straight away, they're like, wow, you're tall. I'm like, yeah. Hi, I'm Jackson. Nice to meet you. Um, yes, I am tall. No, I don't play basketball. Uh, I row. So I do a lot of rowing. Um, and that's why Denzel's got me on here today, just to talk about a bit about rowing. Um, apart from sport, I also study at uni as well. So I'm just doing my master's in architecture. Um, and apart from that, there's not really too much to me, really. Um, but yeah, just keeping busy, you know, just hanging out like this. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Well, um, Jackson, because you just mentioned rowing, can you tell us now your surname is Free? Some That's people right. might know that surname. Um, but for those who are unaware, can you please explain a bit of your family background in the rowing uh, world? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, in the rowing world, especially in Australia and probably around the world as well, uh, the, free, the free surname is quite up, quite up there. Um, so obviously at a, at a young age, I didn't really you know, too much, know too much about it and didn't really think much of it. Um, but, you know, as I got older, I kind of realized, wow, like, you know, this is a cool sport and, um, you know, my family's done pretty well at it. Um, and I thought, you know what, I'll just give it a crack. So, yeah, so my, um, my grandfather, he wrote, he started rowing probably a long time ago. Yeah, around wow. the, uh, he did quite well around the 60s and 70s, um, you know, Australian representative, um, all of that stuff. And then um, my uncle and my dad as well, they have also rode for Australia. Um, and then my uncle also went on to um, win a gold medal uh, at the Beijing Olympics in 2008. Um, and also went to, you know, three other Olympics as well. So um, I figured, you know, I might give it a crack. I might do pretty <laughs> well at it. Who knows? Um, but... Yeah, so it kind of runs in the family a bit. So, yeah, so it's all very exciting. <laughs> yeah, wow. And talking about your uncle, um, particularly because he won gold at Beijing, were you there or were you watching that race particularly real quick? Yeah, yeah. So I I remember it very, very, um, very fondly. Um, yeah. I think we went around to our cousin's cousin's place to watch it you know as a family yeah um and you know and obviously it might have just been you know because of the rowing but um everyone was obviously you know watching the tv and <laughs> the power dropped out and right before the race 
Oh, wow. We were all freaking out, like, especially mum and, like, all the aunties. And anyway, so <laughs> we had to, like, run, you know, next door and be like, oh, hi, can we borrow your TV type thing? <laughs> so I remember that very, very clearly that we were, you know, pretty hectic uh, trying to watch, you know, trying to watch the finals, the final race. Um, but yeah, it was, it was all very cool. Um, yeah. So describe that feeling of watching your uncle win gold and the, I don't know, the inspiration that may have been put into you watching that race. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I think at the time I was only around, Ooh, what? It's in grade five. So probably like, you know, you know, 10 or 11, something like that, yeah. maybe. 12 know, years, 12 years, because it's 2020, yeah. 2008. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so at the time when I saw the race, you know, I just figured, oh, I didn't realise how, you know, how important it was. You yeah. know, like that, that was the biggest race for his life and for a lot of people in that race as well. Um, and, you know, nothing really, you know, clicked in my head. Like, you know, you'd hear a lot of stories in that similar um, experience where, you know, I saw that race and something just clicked in my head. It wasn't really like that for me. Yeah. Well, um, it was kind of just because I hadn't really, you know, started rowing. I really didn't know too much about it. I think it's just something over time that I kind of grew into that I'm like, you know, when I first started rowing, I'm like, oh, you know, I'll give this a go. I fell out a couple of times. I'm like, no, there's no way I'm doing this. Um, and then, you know, so it's just over time. So I've probably only been rowing for the last, you know, five or six years. Um, and, you know, it's just gradually built up. And, yeah, it's just, it's just over time something I'm like, okay, you know, I actually do want to pursue this, like, you know, professionally, just mm. like the rest of my family have. Um, yeah, so that's kind of how I've, perceived it in a way um yeah so it's cool yeah. and so now that you're in the world of rowing yourself and pursuing it yourself what is the end goal or what are the dreams that you're wishing to achieve heading in that direction yeah so i guess my my goals in rowing um is definitely you know the olympic level which is cool for every athlete, the highest, you know, le possible level you can go with each, their individual sport. Um, so obviously my goal was, um, you know, kind of always going to be Paris 2024, um, you know, because it just fits in with me and, you know, with my part-time uni work and my master's, it kind of all just lines up perfectly. Yeah. Well. Um, and age-wise as well. So, um, but then... <laughs> coronavirus came up and <laughs> kind of changed a lot for a lot of people um and you know with the virus being someone else's you know issue it kind of gave me like a second chance in a way um you know because I kind of always you know brushed off 2020 Tokyo Olympics as like oh you know I guess you know if this if we were doing this you know a year you know a year later sorry a year just gone I would have been like oh you know it's the Olympics and next year I'm haven't really thought about it too much yeah. um whereas you know this whole season it's kind of like I mean you know it's just kind of it's like a different way of seeing things in a way 
Mm. And, you know, I've, at the end of that, I've got like, you know, nothing to lose. There's, I'm not, you know, at the end of that, I'm just going to give it a crack and see how I go in a way. Um, yeah, so I guess that's the goal. So, you know, see what happens over the next couple of months uh, leading up to the Olympics in, in Tokyo in July. And, you yeah, know, cool. who knows? <laughs> yeah. Well, we'd love to all see you there. We'll be watching or hopefully yeah. be watching on the telly. You yeah, win yeah. gold for Australia in <laughs> rowing. Um, so, actually, question, because yeah. now you're pursuing that Olympic dream. Yeah. You've got, your, you've got family heritage in the Olympics. Like, honest question. Um, yeah. I'd love to get your honest thoughts. Do you ever feel pressure? Yeah. Um, having to live up to some expectation or feel pressure of like having to bring honor to the free surname? Yeah, yeah, no, I see what you mean. And that's probably one of the most asked questions when people ask about, you know, my rowing. Um, mm. I wouldn't say, I think when I, you know, started rowing, um, there was that little bit of pressure. Yeah. You know, being like, okay you know, my whole family have done quite well in this, you know, and then I have to do quite well in this type thing. Mm. Um, but I'd say it's, it kind of ch changed the way I saw it kind of when I finished school, it kind of changed a bit being like, okay, I'm a little bit older now. I've, you know, had a few years in the boat by this point. Um, you know, and it was kind of a similar time as well when my grandfather passed away as well. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't say like he was on his bed when he was saying this, but I just remember in the last couple of months when he passed away, just, you know, like just quietly or briefly being like, you know, like, you know, I know you, you know, your dad and your uncle rode, but like, don't, don't stress too much about them rowing, like kind of not like forge your own path, but like, you know, it's, it's okay to deviate, mm. you know, to make your own little, little way around, getting there in a way so yeah you know and like i've always thought of that so i figured you know it's just at the end of the day like i row because it's fun um and i enjoy it and you know you get a good work out of it as well um <laughs> and you, you know and the amount of people you meet as well in it it's just it's a fun sport and obviously the plus is that my family have done well in it in the past so i figured why not just stick to it <laughs> yeah 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 i think that's a really uh wise attitude to have towards pursuing uh well in your case rowing because yeah i think it's it is a real problem in our society where most of us can not all of us but there is a handful of us that can come from a family of what you could say greatness or family that's achieve so much for their lives and then there's this extra pressure on this next generation coming up of like we have yeah. to we have to do just as great as the generation before us and bring yeah. honor and, and i don't know like i think for me also it's um it's definitely a real thing that i've experienced of like yeah pressure from parents and um yeah i think it uh, uh, it's a valuable oh it's a great discussion to have with people our yeah. age yeah so, yeah for sure um really just 
understand that because I think you've got the right mentality. Mm. And my hope is that whoever's listening to this right now can apply that same mentality with their own lives that, Hey, don't worry about in a way, forge your own path. Yes. Or, um, don't, don't put pressure on yourself from, cause it's like our destiny is not our parents' destiny or our yeah, yeah. generation before us destiny. It's like this, we've got our own path forge your own path saying (laughs) we've got our own path or own things to achieve um and it's a i don't know it's a great attitude from what i'm hearing from you that you're having is just give it a go Mm. give it a crack yeah exactly Um, and can you can you talk to me about that can you can i ask in regards to how do you maintain that mindset of no matter what the end result is, I'm just giving it my best because yeah, honestly, there's a lot of people that can be so caught up in, I have to succeed. I have to succeed. I have to succeed. Yeah. And not do the, I'm just going to give it a crack. So yeah. explain to me how you maintain that mindset. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, surprisingly with rowing, how physical it is, a big part of it is very mental. Mm. Um, it's a high, like, I'm not trying to talk it up or trying to say it's better than anything else, but like I've found it to be, you know, very difficult um, Mm. and it's very hard. Um, And yeah, on the mental side, one of the things that, you know, that I guess in a way, you know, dad taught me, it was like, you know, if you got, you always kind of look at the big picture, like don't worry about these small little things too much. Like that's good. Like my goal, you know, at the end of the day, my goal was, you know, the Olympics, which is always, you know, every four years. So I've got in a way, like, you know, a bit of time to work on it. And the goal that I want is like, you know, a couple of years away and like to have a goal, you know, that we're talking, you know, years or if not, you know, could work out to be, you know, a decade and a bit away. Mm. Um, You know, it's very hard also to like, think that wow that goal is so far away yeah but you you know you kind of just you know you know reset yourself being like okay just work you kind of work back from it so you know if this is your long-term goal you're like okay what do i how do i get that okay this is what i need to do by then and you kind of like work your way back from it so you know like even this morning i had training you know 4 30 in the morning getting up there right and early wow. um you know we had some you know longer longer you know some pretty solid pieces and um what i you know always do is kind of like you know in the when i'm doing the work i kind of break it up into little pieces mm. so let's say you know we do like a 10 minute piece just rowing as hard as you can um what i try and do is you know break it up in just a one minute pieces mm. so you know after each one minute i'm like hey I've done one minute, I'll just do another minute and another minute on that. So, you know, and it, and I guess when you're doing the, the rowing, the sport itself, you know, you kind of break it up. So you, you're not thinking about the big picture because mm. if you take it all in at the one time, you're like, wow, this is, this is big. And, you know, when you do that, that's when, you know, a couple of issues come up being like, okay, you know, you kind of like doubt yourself and all that yeah. stuff. And, that's why I kind of like, you know, avoid that because you That's don't good. want to doubt yourself. You know, you, 
you've got, you know, you've got to back yourself up when you do it mm. um, and <laughs> believe in yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, as much of a, a cliche it is, but um, yeah. So, you know, gotta, yeah. So yeah, mental is very important and, you know, not just in sport, um, you know, mental side is huge um, in er- anything you do in life, really. Um, you know, assignments or work or anything, you know, um, it's the way at the end of the day, it's like, you know, the way you perceive it and how you can cope with it and how, you know, you can get the work done really. And, you know, at the end of the day, the work always has to be done. Someone's got to do it. Um, and it's just the way that you can deal with it and can do it really. So I guess in a way, yeah, it's really, you don't want to like complicate it too much. Just keep things simple and it should Mm. be right. So that's Mm. the way I see it anyway, but yeah. (laughs) That's a valuable piece of information um, of breaking it up. You you use the analogy of uh, I've got a 10 minute set. I'll just, just, just focus on just doing one minute. I've done a minute, next minute, next minute, next minute. Yeah. By the end of it, you just realize, hang on, I've just done 10 minutes. Exactly. Um, And that's a valuable piece of advice. And so this podcast, the Make My Nays Interesting podcast, is all about the concept of, well, inspiring people to dream more. It's more tailored to people with that entrepreneurial mindset. And I know that we are talking about a lot of your sport background. Yeah. But that like you just said, the mental side of things is applicable to all areas of life, especially mm-hmm. business. Cause I know myself, my situation, I've, um, I have big picture dreams. Um, but yeah, it's, it's another cliche. Let's just, I think we're using yeah. cliches. This yeah, yeah, yeah. is, um, like the, how do you eat an elephant? one bite at a time it's like you've got to break it up and you don't tackle it all at once but you just break it break it up yeah and so let's you know pardon rome wasn't built rome wasn't built in a day rome wasn't (laughs) built in a day another another cliche um kind of switching gears from the uh rowing because yeah about studying and you taught you uh study architecture yeah um so in terms of let's just go let's just talk about this concept of taking it one step at a time what yeah, does that yeah. look like in the architecture world of, or in terms of how you approach a approach a design project yeah 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 so um yeah so for obviously anyone out there you know with design you know if let's say basic terms if someone you know if a client wants a house to be built you know, there's a certain amount of drawings that need to be done, obviously, and, you know, um, obviously to be built. So in a way, you know, we kind of just draw the instructions for a house yeah. on the very basic level. Um, but, you know, there's there's always, you know, you kind of, I mean, I don't do this. I don't, you know, make a list, but mentally I know what I have to do. And I kind of, you know, just chip away at it each day. Um, and that's... Um, you know, you know that, yeah, that's just the works there. You have to do it. There's no point, you know, procrastinating about it. 
um, you just got to do it. And, you know, and luckily for me, you know, I enjoy what I do and it's fun. Um, and I learn lots of stuff as well. So, um, yeah, so yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, would you like to do a shameless plug of the firm? Are you allowed to do the shameless plug of the firm or somehow uh, put your name out there to get some clients? <laughs> I'll let you have that shameless plug. <laughs> Um, well, if anyone, you know, needs a, a future architect, just, uh, give me a call and, uh, I'll see what I can do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. If you need his number, just email me and I'll pass you on. So, yeah. um, yeah, that's so good. Cause I question, um, right. I've got, because it's make Mondays interesting and I want to get some, yeah. some fun stories out of you. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. So one of those stories I want to ask is, do you have any, like, absurd architecture stories um, of some design that you had to do that was completely out-of-the-box absurdist? Like like design projects and stuff like that? Yeah. Um, do you have any of those? I don't think I've had... I don't think I've had too many, you know, absurd design uni assignments. Yeah. Um, I've, done, I've been pretty lucky, but I know with all my uni assignments, I'd back in first year, like, you know, a couple of years ago, um, you know, with architecture, you know, you have to do like a, let's say like a render. So it's like a, you know, a very realistic or, you know, an image that kind of sells the project in a way. Mm um of the design so and you know through uni we use a lot of software so one of the softwares we use is photoshop so i picked that up pretty well and in i think in all my uni assignments when we've had to do like a a pretty picture to you know explain the project i've always um like photoshopped myself as like in the design <laughs> so like let's say um you know you've got like a photo showing like a courtyard just with you know greenery and people everywhere you know i like you know back left corner i like put myself in it and it's, it's just like a little like easter egg of myself in my own assignment so when i <laughs> you know get in front of my classmates at uni and stuff and i present it in front of like all my tutors and guest lecturers as well um you know it gives me a giggle when i'm up there i'm like oh that's me <laughs> um and like I've done that in every single of my assignments since over the, you know, over the last four years. And I even just did one in, you know, in my assignment that I just did uh, yesterday in my master's. So it's just, you know, like as serious as it is, you know, I kind of like have a little bit of fun with it along the way. Yeah. Um, like, let's be honest, like a lot of people take life very seriously and you don't need to take it that serious sometimes. Like, you know, you can just take a step back and just, mm. you know, just relax a little bit and just yeah. have a little bit of fun along the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Figured it's no harm. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Can I, let's talk more about that. The importance yeah. of having fun in whatever you do really with you. With yeah, yeah. Growing architecture for those listening yeah. in business. What's the importance of just having fun and not taking life too seriously? 
yeah yeah i think it's very huge you know like um like sorry moving back to like one of you know like a, a really you know a big rowing story like my pop used to always tell me um which you know like was pretty funny back then but like um like i think it might have been in no 1970 anyway yeah. like um my pop he had won you know the men's single skull for australia and also the men's uh four for australia as well anyway so yeah you know like, uh rowing australia kind of you know told him like the four and him as well to go to the airport and they'll um ring them at the airport to see if they're going to send the sculler like just pop or the four to yeah. um the world champs i think they were in europe somewhere at the time and um I remember Pop, he was telling me, you know, so Rowing Australia, they rang him at the airport, being like, okay, like his name was Reg, being like, okay, Reggie, um, we're going to send you guys in the four to the Worlds. And Pop's yeah. like, oh, okay, that's awesome. Uh, you know, that's really good. Anyway, and then he, you know, went over to his crewmates. Then he's pulled the old, um, oh, guys, they're uh, sending me in the single. I'm really sorry. <laughs> you know, that thing. And you know the the crew, his other crewmates were like, "Oh, that, that's awesome, Reg. Well done." Super you know they're a bit down, <laughs> being like, "Oh, damn, like you know we're not being, going away on a holiday, type <laughs> thing." Anyway, and then pops like, "Oh, come on, guys, buy me all a beer, type thing." So um, they all bought him a beer, and um, just before they were about to board, pops like, "Oh, we're all going." <laughs> type of thing and they're like what we're all going reggie what did you do that for and type things so like it's you know and like there's way more stories than that uh with, you know having the the funny side of the rowing yeah um but yeah it's like you know like you don't need to take anything too seriously mm. um i mean like obviously if, it, if it's important and you know there are times where you do have to you know switch the mindset a little bit and you know if it's serious, you know, you have to act like it, but um, there's sometimes, you, you know, you can just take it a little easy and enjoy, enjoy life. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So. That's a good point. Just enjoy life. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so the guests be last. So by the time this episode releases last week's episode, I had, my mate Jared and he talked about fun yeah. comes after the frustration and yeah. yeah, I think it's so important just to, yeah, there's some times with serious times, there's moments of frustration, but more, I think just speaking to you right now, it sounds like there's so much importance in, Hey, after the frustration time, frustrating times, have some fun. Yeah. Don't L don't always be serious enjoy yeah. life be out yeah. there like exactly um yeah i just think about the olympics and you would agree with me whenever someone wins a medal they're not just standing still at the medal ceremony no. they're pumping their arms they're having yeah. fun um, yeah yeah because it's that's what life's about it's just have fun yeah. and enjoy the process yeah um, <laughs> Trust yeah. the process, as everyone Trust the says. Process. Yeah, <laughs> it's quite a, a quite a overused term that a lot of people use, but yeah, um, yeah, it you do trust the process, and 
um, you know, it, it doesn't matter if it's a small thing or it's a big thing. You, you know, yeah. you always kind of, yeah, believe in the, the process and it's, yeah, just working your way through it really. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, yeah. That's, that's some good words and that's so important. Um, mm. All right. I got another question for you and maybe yeah. this will be the final question for the day, but let's go back to these funny stories. And I yep. want to hear if you've got an embarrassing story from any of your rowing comps um, that you personally experienced. Um, I think I've, I'm actually, I've been pretty well. I've done pretty well. I haven't embarrassed myself too much. Um, I've, Is that, yeah, I've, you're just I telling think, us or? <laughs> no, I think I've actually learned a lot from, you know, Pop and Dad and, you know, my uncle being like, all right, I won't do that. Um, <laughs> and, you know, type thing. I'm just trying to think. Um, I mean, there was like, uh, I think there was like one or two races. I think there might have been one race when I was first started rowing. And I don't know why, but obviously when you row at a regatta, you know, there's like a heat, a semi and a final. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, there's some races where there's not enough people in the race and it's, you know, just a straight final. Mm. Um, but I think one race I had might have been, you know, at a school rowing comp back in the school days. But um, I remember winning like a, a, a one race and I thought, I thought it was a final. So I was like pretty happy at the end of it, like, you know, pretty, pretty excited. And then, um, then I realized like it was only a heat and like, and like obviously the first couple of rowers through, you know, it depends how many, but like, you know, let's say top two in a heat go through to the semi mm. and then, you know, top few go to the final. So I was like stoked that I thought I won the final, but it, it was only the, the heat. I'm like, ah, oh, i got to get through the semi and win the final to, you know, win <laughs> type thing. And I just remember, okay, like, just just know what your race is before, you know, you celebrate. Like, um, yeah, so just, yeah. So I, I was pretty young then. I still am, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, hey, um, yeah, apart from that, pretty good. It goes to show that, no matter what the race is, you got to enjoy it and yeah, that's it. be celebratory of the small wins. Yeah, exactly. Who knows? We might never experience the big win. Uh, or we, I, yeah. think all, I think we could all experience a big win, probably not yeah. in the time that we're wanting the big win. But yeah, yeah. I, I think that's, that's, yeah, it's a funny story, but it's also a, a story of, uh, I don't know, hearing that makes me think about the importance of just celebrating the small wins and yeah. just having that excitement and joy. And yeah, maybe people might be like, just a heat, something special. Yeah, yeah. But, but you got to have that attitude towards any and everything that we do. To yeah, yeah. Just keep motivated to keep going. Um, question then. So if you won that heat, you moved on to the semis, correct? Yeah, yeah. And did you win yeah. anything in the semis or? Uh, I think I probably got dropped out in the semi, to be oh, honest. <laughs> okay. But hey, <laughs> so, at least you yeah. had your celebratory. So maybe, maybe the, maybe the, uh, the hype was worth it. <laughs> yeah, it was worth but, it um, by the sounds of it. <laughs> yeah. But um, coming back to the idea, what you were saying before of like, enjoy, you know, celebrating those small things. Mm. Like, 
I train with, you know, with a, uh, a few other guys train with me. And sometimes at the end of a session, you know, we have like a little race of like over, you know, like 10, 15 strokes. And we, yeah. you know, we kind of like, all right, whoever, you know, whoever loses has to pay for coffee type thing. <laughs> and, you know, and like there's some days where, you know, you've had a solid session and you, you lose and you're like, damn it, I have to pay everyone, you know, buy everyone coffee now. Like, we, yeah. you know, we usually go out for coffee after training and stuff. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And then some days you're like, you won and, you know, your teammates won your coffee and you're, you're pretty stoked. And like, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's those small things, you know, that, you know, keep you going. And it's, yeah, again, you know, having fun along the way. So, yeah. 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 By the sounds of it, it looks like you're in that team environment and yeah, I think kind of just spinning that story in regards to whoever's listening right now, when you're in those team environments, have some friendly competition between yourselves, have fun, yeah. shout each other coffee, have those friendly bets, um, yeah. bet little things like shouting <laughs> people coffee, don't bet yeah. like material things like money but um yeah. i don't know i think what you just described there is what a healthy team culture looks like yeah, yeah. having fun having that banter and a good team environment will help for races for times when it counts yeah and because you can have an unhealthy team environment and wonder why you're losing all these races, but because you have that healthy culture um, of that friendly competition of that fun element yeah. of training, yeah. I think it results in healthy team culture, which then again results in success when it counts. Yeah. Would you agree? And also, like, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And coming back to, you know, that healthy relationship, mm. you know, obviously, you know, with, each year we have, you know, national chance with rowing and, you know, you race people around Australia and mm. whatnot. Um, and, you know, and um, what I've kind of always learned was like, you know, you can, you know, your friend, you know, your friends with your, you know, your people that you're going to race against, mm. like, you know, deep down, you know, okay, I want to beat these guys, but, you know, you still want to, you know, be friends with them in a way. Yeah. Um, so what, how I've always perceived it and the same as, you know, quite a few people I know is that, you know, you're friends with them off the water, but when it's, you know, when it's serious, um, you know, when you're on the water and you, you've trained for months, you know, to get to this point, you know, you want to win this race. Uh, sometimes, you know, it can get pretty messy out there with your, your friends. Um, but at the, you know when you when you finish the race no matter what the result is and you're off the water you know that's when you know you're, you're good mates and um and it's it's not like you know it's not faking it or anything you know it's just there's a time and place where you know okay i'm serious i i want to beat these guys i've yeah, trained a lot to get to this point i'm not gonna screw it up you know by trying to be their friend when i'm you know got better things to concentrate on um and you know and coming from that environment as well you know at you know with i'm sure with a lot of sports you know um as obviously you've you know you've got your club level and then state and then national and then obviously international and you know the teammates that you have on an international level they're not of some for some sports they're not the same club mates you'd have in your own club mm. so you know you could 
you could be, you know, complete enemies, you know, racing at national level and then, you know, teammates at international level, if that makes mm. sense. Yeah. So, you know, so you got to, you know, learn to get along with each other and, you know, you know, 90, 99% of the time it does work out because, you know, no one's too serious, you know, you just have a bit of fun with it. And mm. at the end of the day, like rowing's just a, a hobby for me. Um, you know, it's just a very dedicated hobby. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I see it as a hobby because with hobbies, you can have a lot more fun with it in a way, I think. Um, so it's just a hobby that I, you know, dedicate a lot of time to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so if that makes sense. <laughs> That's another good piece of advice. Yeah. I think sometimes we can be pursuing something and the only way we can enjoy it is if we first see it as a hobby, which you yeah. just said. And yeah. yeah, I think that's when you know you're passionate for something and yeah. a hobby can also be your career. Yeah, um, for sure. If you really you yeah. know, make your life you, that. If you've got the passion behind it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a bit, I like that. Um, yeah. It's a hobby, which is why you enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, take it ser- you're taking it seriously because it's something yeah. that you want to pursue to be able to do and reach that Olympic dream. Yeah, um, that's it. <laughs> and question, because you've talked about competing against people, are you much of a trash talker? No. Um, <laughs> I mean, there are sometimes, unfortunately, I'm not too much of a trash talker. Um, in in a way, me saying that I'm like I'm in a way I'm like quite a quite achiever. Yeah. Um that's my dad's always coached me. Yeah. Um uh, not to, you know, talk too much trash at a start line. Um, you know, just keep your head <laughs> keep your head in the game type yeah. thing. Um yeah, but you know, there are a couple of guys that have raced that are, you know, big trash talkers and the joy you get when you beat them, it is <laughs> very sweet. But I'm not, I'm not one to um, rub it in too much. But um, yeah, it is good fun when you do beat a big trash talker. <laughs> just you know, the karma comes back to him. Um, but yeah, but you know, then then you know, there are some things. You know, some arvos I just play. You know, a bit of back, um, basketball in the backyard, and I can trash talk my brothers so bad. Um, Maybe probably because I know that one day they're going to be, you know, a bit better in basketball than me. Um, and I, I might as well use it while I can while I'm still taller. But, um, <laughs> you know, so, yeah. So it's also, and like, yeah, you know, coming back to trash talking, it's like, it's kind of how, not how serious or how passionate you are about the sport. Because, you know, there's a lot of sports and, well, a lot of people that, you know, would do the sport and, like, they, you know, they trash talk a lot. That's either, mm. you know, are they, like, how hard are they, you know, pursuing that sport? Like, are they trash talking because they don't really, you know, care too much of the sport? Or if, because, you know, trash talking could be one way to, you know, get into your enemy's head too as well. Mm. So it kind of ranges a bit. So, uh, yeah, so I'm not too much of a trash talker especially on the water. There are some times when, you know, there is uh, words being exchanged, you know, that 
uh, off the water, but yeah, you know, I'm not, yeah, too much of one to one talk. <laughs> You're a friendly giant. That's what I would describe. You as. I am BFG. BFG. <laughs> um, yeah, so good. I'll admit I have done a lot of trash talking in my basketball days. Probably not as much as yeah. I think I did, but yeah, no, I, I do remember quite a bit from you, Denzel. <laughs> so, Denzel, just spill it. It's all right. <laughs> nah, all good. All right, Jackson, thanks so much for having this conversation with me. I enjoyed no, hearing me. what you had to say. Um, you had a lot of wise words that I'm just applicable to. Uh, sport but applicable to all areas of life even particularly entrepreneurship it can those those mentalities you mm. have towards your competitions can be applied to how an entrepreneur should have mentalities towards running a business or pursuing a dream yeah for sure so, Definitely. yeah thanks so much yeah. Um, yeah thanks Dan. thank you so much for tuning in to the make monday's interesting podcast i hope you enjoyed today's episode And I hope we have made your Monday more interesting.